Adam's Archive. Hello, you beautiful people, and welcome to the Adam's Archive. My name is Austin Adams, and thank you so much for listening today. On today's episode, we have some immediate breaking news, which we will get to in just a moment. We will also be discussing the recent mass shooting that happened at a bowling alley by a military reservist. From that, we will discuss some of the history surrounding some of these actions where some are suspecting that there's some sort of MK Ultra type of tie-in. Don't know exactly what I believe, but we'll watch about uh, some of that. But I do know what I believe about this, which is that it seems like a pretty consistent pattern that we're seeing every single time we see one of these mass shootings, which is that one or multiple types of psychiatric medications are included for almost every single one of them. So we will discuss that, some other people calling about that, and then jumping into what that breaking news is. So just moments ago, in the last 20 minutes as I am speaking here this evening at approximately 11 p.m. Eastern time, the United States has officially launched attacks in the Middle East, bombing and conducting airstrikes against what they are saying is Iranian-backed military organizations. So we'll look at what has come out so far on that and what the potential implications of that is. Because to me, this seems like everything that we thought and feared about all of the current military engagements and what could come of it are coming true. So on the back of that, we will jump into some of the discussions around the you know, continuing updates and and some more of this will be just kind of kind of around the the commentary that's happening around the Israel and, and Palestinian conflict. So we'll discuss some of that. Um, some of the crazy statements people are saying um, on both sides that, that I completely disagree with. So all of that and more. But first, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. I would appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. If you are already subscribed, leave a five-star review. It's about the only way that we can get up in the rankings is just by listening and leaving a review. So I appreciate it. Um, that's what I got. So without further ado, let's jump into it. The Adams Archive. All right. So the very first topic that we're going to get into today is obviously going to be the breaking news that the U.S. has conducted multiple airstrikes against Iranian-funded militant organizations, or at least that's what they're saying so far. So let's go ahead and watch this clip. We'll read a couple articles, and then we'll discuss the implications of this. Because to me, what this means is the United States is now at war. This means that the U.S. is now engaging in military conflict just like almost a year later. Like we, I wonder if we had a ticker up on a wall in, in, you know, the White House that said days since military conflict and death. I wonder how many days like, you know, like one of those tickers from, 
you know, days, days since an accident in a, a old industry warehouse, like days since killing innocent civilians for the United States. I wonder how long, what that number would get up to, because it didn't even reach a year since we pulled out of Afghanistan, that we are now finding ourselves back in a sand hellhole conducting military airstrikes with seemingly, I, I don't know. Let's, let's watch this video, then we'll jump into it together. And here we go. Oh, Jennifer, this sounds like huge news. Sean, we can report um, based on senior military sources that U.S. warplanes have carried out airstrikes tonight inside Syria against Iranian proxy forces. We don't know the number of strikes. Uh, we were told earlier today that to expect that perhaps uh, F-15s and F-16s would be involved in the airstrikes, but we don't have confirmation yet how, about how many warplanes. But those strikes have been carried out, I'm told. Uh, it is in response to the more than dozen strikes against U.S. bases. Uh, the message is a clear message designed uh, to Iran and its proxy forces to stop carrying out these uh, drone and rocket attacks against U.S. bases. Um, but I'm told that the planes have safely left the area and that the airstrikes uh, are complete at this time. Um, they were uh, targeting multiple locations inside Syria and Iran Iranian proxy forces, Sean. So that right there should terrify you. The United States of America is now at war. They have entered the chat. They have now conducted military airstrikes that is going to cause internal, like some of the biggest concerns that people have had is that does, do these terrorist organizations have sleeper cells within the United States that they're going to enact acts of terrorism on our soil here because the border's just been purposefully and literally wide open for three years now. It's, it's unbelievable. So right as, as all of this is breaking out in Palestine, right as the war drums were being beat by all of the con large conservative entities, the, the Ben Shapiro's, the, you know, the, the Dennis Prager's, the, you know, all of the, the, the two largest entities in the conservative side of things have been calling for war. And now we're getting it. Is this what you wanted to see? Your sons and daughters go to war. 900 U.S. military soldiers have been deployed overseas now in case something happens. Well, guess what? Something's going to happen now. When we conduct airstrikes, when we are killing others, there's going to be retaliations. Now, I understand and I, I get that there was a drone strike that was conducted that injured 24 military, 24 of our U.S. soldiers. So I get that. I didn't see us that there was any casualties. I, maybe I'm wrong there and, and I, maybe I stand corrected, but, but I did not see any casualties. Everything that I saw said injuries. So if there was 24 injuries. Now, does that and listen. I'm not somebody who's not against defending yourself, whether that's in a, a fist fight on the street because somebody talks shit and pushes you or throws a punch or whatever. Like, I get it 100%. We have every right to defend ourselves. Is defending ourselves conducting F-15 airstrikes on some random potential terrorist group that, that 
I, I don't know. Like the, the so the logistics of this, I, I haven't dove super deep into. Let's go ahead and let's read some of these articles because maybe we can educate ourselves about this as we go along. But this is terrifying to me, guys. I, I absolutely don't want to see as as I've said, and what we've seen this whole time is it's been like the the war drum beating conservatives calling for for in in, in the heightened escalations. We're not even going to war. At this very moment, we very well will be very shortly, but we're not going to war at this very moment with Hamas. We're going to war with some random group, but but guess what allowed this to happen? The war drums were being beaten by all the large conservative influencers, which which is so weird to me, right? And that that and we'll get to this in a minute. And I guess it makes sense a little bit. You know, I've always said, you know, I'm I'm not traditional conservative individual. I just find myself aligning with conservatives at this very moment. But most of my ideologies and belief systems fall much closer to uh, libertarian. I, I would say is like you know less government. Less government intervention, less taxes, if any, um, less military conflicts. You know, I'm, I'm pretty anti-war at this point in my life. I just haven't seen a single war historically that has caused something positive um, and most of or even had an effect whatsoever. Like in the last, I don't know, 80 years since since World War II, have we seen an engagement that had a positive outcome? I don't believe so. And all I've seen is 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 pointless bloodshed for the improved stock prices of Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. That's what I see. I, I don't see any purpose for war at this point. And, and, and that's not to say that there ever hasn't been. That's not to say that there won't ever will be. But to me, it's just every conflict we've been in has been a losing war. Vietnam. Uh, you want to go into the war in Afghanistan, the war in Iraq. What what, what did we accomplish? What happened? What, you know, the Gulf War. Where was there any positive outcome from these these engagements that we're getting into? And now we're actively seeking them, right? Saying that there's okay, there's a drone strike against a, a military base um, that that had a few people get hurt. And again, let's let's dive into that because maybe I stand corrected, but that was the last thing that I read. There's 24 individuals, so let, let, let's just read this and we'll get into it. U.S. strikes Iran-linked stri- sites in Syria in retaliation for attacks on U.S. troops. In response to ongoing attacks by Iranian-backed militia groups, U.S. military forces conducted self-defense. <laughs> I like how they frame it immediately. They conducted self-defense strikes. Like, was somebody actively about to shoot at us? Like it's not self-defense strikes if they send a drone, a few people get a little hurt, and then all of a sudden you send F-15s two days later. Like that doesn't seem like self-defense strikes to me. It's like some some guy, you know, throws a, a smacks you in the face, so two days later you go kick his door in and beat the shit out of him in his living room. Like it's not exactly a self-defense strike. Uh but I digress. The United States prioritizes the safety of its personnel and will not tolerate such attacks, taking necessary measures to protect its people. The strikes were narrowly tailored. Wow. 
The strikes were narrowly tailored to protect and defend U.S. personnel in Iraq and Syria and do not indicate a shift in approach to the Israel-Hamas conflict. No, 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 no. We, we know we got you guys all hyped up about this war over here. We're not doing, we're not doing that right now. We're not going to fight those guys, but we're going to punch this guy in the face over here in the meantime. And maybe, maybe when we're done with that or simultaneously, while we're also funding Ukraine and funding Israel and funding all of these other organizations while they're going to war, Taiwan, simultaneously, like, let's just go fight three different fronts at the same time. And, and anyways... Uh, so this comes from Ground News. Ground News says that this is primarily only being reported from left-leaning organizations. At this point, it says 83% of the sources are leaning left. I really like Ground News, by the way. If there was one news media that I would pay for right now, it would be Ground. Uh, it's ground.news if you go to their website. They basically give you a full breakdown of uh, is how many news sources have come out. Are they left-leaning? Are they right-leaning? Are they center? Um, what is the bias distribution? Um, what are the blind spots from the right reporting media compared to the left media? Like if there's 100% reporting by the right and 0% reporting by the left, it's pretty much a media blackout. So it will highlight those things for you. Pretty, pretty cool stuff. Probably the most... Uh, non-biased news source that I've seen and, and the most well done. It, it's a very well put together website too. So um, good on them. Uh, so let's jump into one of these. Do we want to do Associated Press, CBS, Las Vegas Sun, probably the Department of Defense. Let's go there. And then Atlas News is another one. So I'll, I'll just go ahead and read their highlight here. Um, but it does say from Atlas News that the... United States aircraft have carried out airstrikes against two facilities in eastern Syria used by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps and affiliated groups in response to over 15 drone and rocket attacks against American forces in the region. In a statement, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin stated that the president has no higher priority than the safety of U.S. personnel, and he directed today's actions to make clear that the United States will not tolerate such attacks and will defend itself, its personnel, and its interests. Huh. They'll read some of there. Um, it says, much like Zionists, and they're just looking through some of the comments here. Yeah, probably nothing of value there. Um, but let's go ahead and read the actual statement by the Secretary of Defense directly from the U.S. Department of Defense website. Title being... Secretary of Defense Lloyd J. Austin III, Statement on U.S. Military Strikes in Eastern Syria. And here you go. It says, Today... At President Biden's direction, U.S. military forces conducted self-defense strikes on two facilities in eastern Syria used by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps and affiliated groups. These precision self-defense, I want you to like, I want to highlight where the propaganda gets just sprinkled in here with these adjectives. The precision self-defense strikes are a response to a series of ongoing and mostly unsuccessful attacks against U.S. personnel in Iraq and Syria by Iranian-backed militia groups. Again, Iranian-backed militia groups that began on October 17th. As a result of these attacks, one U.S. citizen contractor died from a cardiac incident while sheltering in place? What? The one guy who died was a contractor who died from what? Myocarditis? Um, it says 21 U.S. personnel suffered from minor injuries, but have all since returned to duty. So within a day or two, they're all back. Um, the president has no... So one guy died of 
a vaccine shot <laughs> uh, because, you know, they're all required to get it when in the military. And again, that's hearsay. I, I don't know if that's true. Um, but while sheltering in place, and then 21 other people suffered from minor injuries. So, you know, their ears hurt or something. The president has no higher priority than the safety of U.S. personnel, and he directed today's action to make clear that the United States will not tolerate such attacks and will defend itself, its personnel, and its interests. The United States does not seek conflict and has no intention nor desire to engage in further hostilities, but these Iranian-backed attacks against U.S. forces are unacceptable and must stop. Iran wants to hide its hand and deny its role in these attacks against our forces. We will not let them. Hmm. If attacks by Iran's proxies against U.S. forces continue, we will not hesitate to take further necessary me uh, measures to protect our people. These narrowly tailored, narrowly tailored strikes in self-defense were intended solely to protect and defend U.S. personnel in Iraq and Syria. They are separate and distinct from the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas and do not constitute a shift in our approach to the Israel-Hamas conflict. We continue to urge all state and non-state entities not to take action that would escalate into a broader regional conflict. So wait, 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 you guys don't do anything back to us. We're just going to do this thing. And I like how they say we will not, it said, these Iranian-backed attacks against U.S. forces are unacceptable and must are unacceptable and must stop. Iran wants to hide its hand and deny its role in these attacks against our forces, but we will not let them deny their role. Okay, so there's the Secretary of Defense's claim as to why we are now entering a military conflict, right? Oh, don't don't do anything back to us, they said, right? We really hope nobody feels the need to you know, what do they say? We continue to urge all state and non-state entities not to take action that would escalate into a broader regional conflict. That's what they just said. Oh, you mean like bombing people as a self-defense mechanism when nobody was hurt besides one guy who had a heart attack, probably because you forced him to get a COVID vaccine? Like, what where what are we doing here guys besides escalating military conflict but you get to sit here and urge all state and non-state entities not to take action that would escalate into a broader regional conflict oh so you want to engage in military conflict and have no response back right now, now to be clear iran is not completely uninvolved in this israel hamas palestine conflict right they are not not a player in the game. They're they're very much so the opposition when we're talking about there's two sides to this, right? We're talking about Palestine, Iran, uh, China, like all of these the, these brick players, all are are siding on the opposite end of this, right? So that's why we're going to see very likely in the very near future China move into Taiwan just as Russia's moving into Ukraine, just as uh, Israel is going to be moving into Gaza and into Palestine. And, and so don't get it twisted. This is a escalation of military force that absolutely has to do with the Israel-Hamas conflict. They're going to try and frame it as, as this completely different entity. But really, they're not, yeah, they're not bombing Hamas. They're making a statement to Iran. So... When they're sitting here going, oh, well, don't don't respond back to it. It's like, yeah, okay. Well, you just bombed 
an entire city, or I guess we'll find out these two locations that they're talking about here. So not an entire city, but the U.S. is now at war. They we, they have now entered the conflict. We are now in a state where we should absolutely expect retaliation. You know what other war started with 900, 900 soldiers being deployed? Just nine hundred guys. We're not. We're not. We're not starting anything. We're just sending nine hundred people over there. You know what other war started with that? Vietnam. Vietnam. Same number. Same number of people, right? And so, it's it, this is terrifying. This is absolutely giving merit to the idea that this will further escalate, right? As we see China moving into Taiwan with escalating military. Uh, uh, tensions there as we had a, a Chinese fighter jet just fly within 10 feet of a U.S. bomber uh, yesterday or today that they released footage of. So yeah, we are absolutely moving towards a large scale, extremely horrifying war. And I guess we should have seen this coming since Russia and Ukraine. And some of us even talked about that. I had several podcasts labeled World War Three, right? And that's not hyperbole. That's not exaggeration. This has been escalating and escalating and escalating. And as we're going to see China move into Taiwan at the perfect time, because when you have U.S. military aid, your tax dollars being spread between Russia and Ukraine, between Israel and Hamas, like, come on, guys, like, why do we have to fund Israel? They're, they're, billions of trillions of dollars worth more money than Hamas is. And, and how is our tax dollars going to help anything besides escalate tensions? So again, don't get it twisted. They're trying to frame this as if it's, it has absolutely nothing to do with Israel and Hamas. Yeah, it doesn't have to do with Israel and Hamas. It has to do with who is backing Palestine, which is Iran, right? You go to the Iranian... Uh, Twitter, and you'll see that the the they're condemning completely the actions by Israel um, in, in a lot of this. So, yeah, is Iran absolutely and the United States absolutely escalating tensions together is horrifying. It's not just some one off thing. We're we're very likely going to see retaliation from this. All right. Don't know what to do with that information, but that's what's happening. All right. Another thing that's happened recently is that there has been a mass shooting. If you didn't hear about this, I'm sure you did in Maine, where a individual essentially uh, let, let's go ahead and read this article that comes from uh, Atlas News, which says authorities clear scene in Bowdoin, Maine. So uh, basically, all of these officers were surrounding this man's house a full 24 hours after this happened. Um, it was like 51 people were uh, injured. Um, I believe the last count that I saw was like 22 people were dead. Um, but let's see if we can get the official numbers on that. Uh, but they were surrounding his house. They were They were completely... Uh, they were sitting there trying to negotiate with him to move him out of his house. And he was not even there. There was whispers that this guy took his own life and that didn't happen. At this very moment, October 26th, he is still at large. He is still out there. Now it says authorities have cleared the scene at Meadow Road in 
Bowdoin, B-O-W-D-O-I-N, Maine, following the search of several properties in the area, meaning that Lewiston mass shooting suspect Robert Card remains at large. Early this morning, local and federal authorities surrounded a rundown home along the road, calling for Card to come out, leading many to believe that he had been located. This says law enforcement vehicles is a tweet. This is law enforcement vehicles leaving the scene here on Meadow Road, according to Aaron Katursky. Police found nothing inside the residence they searched. As of right now, Robert Card is still on the run. Maine State Police later, later tweeted that law enforcement officials are currently on Meadow Road in Bowdoin to execute several search warrants. The announcement being heard over a loudspeaker are standard search warrant announcements when executing a warrant to ensure the safety of all involved. The statement did include, however, that it is unknown whether Robert Card is in any of the homes law enforcement will search. Law enforcement officials are simply doing their due diligence by tracking down every lead in an effort to locate and apprehend Card. So this was like a big smoke and mirror show trying to show that they're like potentially have an idea of where this man was but they forgot that maybe within 24 hours you should probably have been in this house within an hour two hours i don't know it seems like i you know i could have gotten in my car and drove 15 hours or however long it takes to get to me and uh to, <laughs> to to see if he was there quicker than the police that seems pretty wild to me so there starts to come some conversations around this, right? One thing that we see come up constantly, every single time there's a mass shooter, we find out that there's mental health issues, right? Which, to be fair, of course there's mental health issues. In order for you to pick up a weapon and, and mercilessly slaughter civilians, you have to have something that's going on within inside of you. That's not a normal human behavior. That's not normally within the capacity of humanity to be able to conduct such a horrific act, right? Now, what makes this worse is this man was a firearms instructor and he had 20 years of military service, I believe in the reserves, so maybe take that with a grain of salt. But the fact that he was a firearms instructor, uh, obviously, gives more terrifying merit to you know his ability to conduct something as atrocious as this act. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen a little bit to this. This comes from the always loved InfoWars. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and see what they have to say because they start to tie it in a little bit to uh, the MK Ultra stuff, which I'm I'm quite surprised Alex Jones, to be honest, is treading in any sort of direction on a mass shooting towards questioning literally anything um, because of his $1 billion lawsuit that a judge just said he cannot declare bankruptcy to get out of. Like there's two things that you can't get out of declaring bankruptcy with is student loans and making a statement about a mass shooting having the potential to be a conspiracy. Ooh, crazy. Here it is. Subject. We don't know that. And you know why? Because the C. Here we go. I'll start from the beginning. Is this MK Ultra? Was he a mind control subject? We don't know that. And you know why? Because the CIA under that program, MK Ultra, MK Naomi, and others, admittedly trained people to be assassins and mass shooters. And we know Sirhan Sirhan was drugged up and was just a decoy shooter. That's come out. And I'm not saying this was MK Ultra. I'm not saying that. I'm saying because there's a history of that, and, and Adam Lanza, the, the, the Sandy Hook shooter, was involved with the CIA, 
So is his family. That, that's in mainstream news. Look it up. Uh, the Unabomber, Theodore Kaczynski, was in the MK Ultra program. Source, Washington Post, LA Times. The stories are so old, you just have to go to a search engine and type in Unabomber's CIA and then click images and you'll see LA Times, Washington Post. Uh, you can even see newscast from the 90s about it as well. And it goes on and on and on and on. Uh, the shooter at the Aurora movie theater, the Batman shooters, dad ran the government brain interface program and he was a volunteer in a mind control experiment. I'm not saying that's what happened there. I'm just saying it's weird this continues to go on. So we need to investigate. We need to look into here uh, exactly who this individual is, Robert Card of Maine. Yeah, for sure. But I want to get into the tragic events that we have just seen unfold uh, in Maine. There's a lot of different angles to this and a lot of different takeaways. You have an individual, and they're, they're saying they think it's him. Even mainstream news is calling him the, the, the shooter. But, but I think we can still say that's alleged. That's how our system works. Maine massacre gunman Robert Card, that's the Daily Mail, was committed to a mental hospital after hearing voices. Firearms instructor, military firearms instructor, spent two weeks in a mental health facility this summer before killing at least 22 people. Now they're saying the number's down to 18. I, I hope that's correct. More than 60 wounded. More than 60 wounded. And then they talk about the entire state of Maine being on lockdown because he is at large, but now they think he went across the border to Massachusetts. So the answer is armed citizens, not disarmed citizens. And even though mass shootings are statistically up because they didn't really happen until the 1980s, it's still a very rare form of of dying, but nonetheless terrible if you're wounded or killed. So, again, is this MK Ultra? Was he a mind control subject? We don't know that, and you know why? Because the CIA under that program, MK Ultra, MK Naomi, and others, admittedly trained people to be assassins and mass shooters. And we know Sirhan Sirhan was drugged up and was just a decoy shooter. That's come out. And I'm All right. So we listened to some of that already. All right. So, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy um, and not that crazy allegations because you understand that everything that he's saying is factual. Right. Uh, those shooters that he's talking about. Um, some of that I didn't know. But, you know, you go back to the MK Ultra stuff that, you know, even Charles Manson was a part of the MK Ultra um, brainwashing mind control experiments that were happening. Uh, dosing him with LSD. There's there's a whole uh, pretty really well done um, book called Chaos uh, that goes into that um, about the history of Charles Manson and the CIA and MK Ultra. So this isn't new, right? The idea that this man could have been now, now what we know we don't know that, right? He says we, now we can't say that that's true, which is true. You can't say that, but what you can say is that this man had mental health issues and that he was obviously being given some sort of antipsychotics or some, some sort of uh, SSRIs or some some sort of psychiatric treatments to assist with his mental health, 
right? We don't have a gun problem. We have a mental health problem. We have a, a, a pharmaceutical industrial complex problem that, that looks at everyday citizens dealing with everyday types of issues and wants to shove down their throat these pharmaceutical drugs where everything's a side effect, whether it's a, a, an intentional or hopeful side effect or, or an unintentional off-label side effect, right? Every single time that you look at a pharmaceutical medication, literally the way that that works is they throw shit at the wall and see what it does. They come up with all these new compounds and then they look for what are the reactions. If I put these things together and I put it into a human body, what's it going to do? What are the effects going to be? And maybe it has multiple effects and all of them are side effects. Some are hope that they want them. Some are, are positive side effects, like potentially, I don't know, lowering your risk for suicide. But almost in every case, it higher it heightens your risk for suicide, right? You go watch any pharmaceutical drug advertisement right now. It's like, ask your doctor about Prilosec, which will help you lower your instances of, of GERD, right? Of, of having acid reflux. But also, as it starts to talk really, really fast about all the things that it could help you do and or that it's going to do to you and you're going to die and, and maybe it's going to make you bleed internally and turn your toes inside out and make you start seeing from your nose and hearing from your ears. It's like it's like all of these side effects that come with it are, are, are it's all side effects. There's no it's just all they did was look at it and go, oh, this is a side effect that can make us money. And this is one that we have to mitigate by putting all these legal terms around. Right. So. When you have a man like this that is on probably very serious medications going out from an inpatient facility for mental health issues, there's obviously psychiatric treatment, right? And I believe Candace Owens posted something about this um, that was pretty well said. And I'll see if I can pull this up here, um, which is that a another mass shooting that Big Pharma is going to get away with. Right. This isn't Daniel Defense's problem. Right. This isn't Glock's problem. This is a problem with big pharma. This is a problem with the pharmaceutical, medical, and industrial complex. This is a problem with the way that we treat mental illness and that we've set up society. Right. She said, never a discussion about the antipsychotic medications that these shooters all have in common. So we'll do the usual political song and dance while the American drug cartel billionaires count their billions, right? How many times, right? It's, it's whether it was a knife or a, a car, right? Which there's all been mass murders with any type of imaginable weapon that you could, you can think of. However, what causes somebody to do those things is not to get to the point where you pull that trigger has absolutely nothing to do with the legality around the weapon type that you use, right? They're going to do what's, what's, what's the the greatest possibility for the worst outcome for humanity, right? No matter what that is, whether it's running people over with a car, you're going to ban cars? No. Whether it's stabbing people, like we have mass stabbings over in the UK, right? But but you know what's in common? You know, if you want to look at, I, I guarantee you where there's a causation, if you want to pull up a chart and look at since the amount of times that we've been allowed to advertise pharmaceutical products, I guarantee you the uptick in mass shootings. You want to know why? There's not 
the same amount of problems with mass shootings in the UK. It doesn't have to do with the gun laws or mass murders. It has to do with the laws around pharmaceutical companies, the laws around antipsychotics being peddled to children, the laws about, you know, all of the indoctrinations that we're seeing trying to, to ruin the, the family unit. So yeah, we don't have a gun problem. We have a big pharma problem. We have a medical industrial complex problem. We have a pharmaceuticals problem. And that should absolutely be addressed, right? But what Kamala Harris wants to do is to go the Australia route and get rid of every single access that you have to weapons, as she states here in a recent speech. And here's that. Gun violence has terrorized and traumatized so many of our communities in this country. And let us be clear, it does not have to be this way, as our friends in Australia have demonstrated. Gun violence. And what does she mean by that? What she means by that is the hundreds of thousands of weapons that were mandatorily confiscated in Australia, right? We go and we look at the articles based on this that discuss this. Um, let's see if we can find that here. I had one up about that. Let's see if we can find it. Potentially not. But you get the idea here is like, the, the problem is not access to weapons because you're always going to have weapon. You're always going to have access to pointy objects. The, guess what? The, the, the people that, that were conducting mass raids and, and killings back in, in you know, the 1700s when we were far more uh, barbaric than we are today didn't have gunpowder. They didn't have semi-automatic weapons. You know what they had? They had knives and tomahawks and fucking bows and arrows, and they killed far more people atrociously than what we're seeing today. The idea that by suddenly making guns illegal and confiscating them door to door like Australia, right, which was by far the most totalitarian state during COVID of any of them that we saw, maybe next to China which is right there with them on gun bans. But yeah, no thanks, Kamala. You're absolutely not going to do that. So this comes from Colin Rugg, which has Kamala Harris references Australia as a country the United States should model themselves after when it comes to gun control. Starting in 1996, Australia collected about 650,000 privately owned guns in a mandatory buyback. They also established a gun registry and banned pump-action shotguns and semi-automatic rifles. Australians can only buy a gun if the government deems it to be a genuine reason, which predominantly means for sport or hunting. The Biden regime is saying the quiet part out loud. Despicable. <clears throat> now, somebody else commented on that that says, we learn from other countries what not to do. The sheer number of reference points available against seizing firearms is staggering. There's about one plausible outcome for that. It's called tyranny. Hmm. Yeah. Now, what's funny 
Yeah, and then you go and look at that. Guess who was also just indicted on three different gun charges? Hunter Biden, right? The, the same people that, that are you know, looking at everyday citizens trying to say that you shouldn't have a weapon are also the same ones who got Hunter Biden out of his gun charges. So let's take that with a grain of salt. Anyways, moving on. Let's hope they find that guy soon. He's a piece of trash. My heart goes out to all of the families that were are affected by this. That's terrible. 21 people, 18 people, whatever it is. Horrible. Um, and the answer is obviously not taking people's guns away. The, the answer is figuring out why so many people are, are, are engaging in this. Now, obviously, not as many people as they would lead you to believe because they want to take those guns away from you. But... Anyways, here we go. There was a post that came out from the White House. Now, uh, this comes from the. Uh, let me let me preempt this. So so kind of what what my thought is here is let's let's get a, an update on Israel and Hamas, but let's not do it in the way where I'm telling you exactly what you can go find somewhere else. So, what I want to discuss here today is the way that we're seeing the reactions from the United States, from large conservative influencers through uh, social media and stuff. So, so let's look at this. This is the white house saying that, you know, to me, the idea that, you know, we have all these conservatives calling for war on behalf of Israel, calling for, for the death of civilians. And there's only, there's literally only one side in the Israel Hamas or Israel versus Palestine debate on the in the United States side of things, there's only one side that's calling for the death of civilians and saying it's acceptable, right? Like, my position is anti-war. My position is anti-terrorist. In both of in these cases, there's civilians being killed on both sides. There's mass killings. Palestine came out and said that there's been 7,200 people that have died as a result of Israel's attacks. Now, the White House is saying that they don't believe that number because, oh, 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 we just we don't believe anything that comes out from from the mouth of people that disagrees with our narrative. But again, as I'm saying, there's only one side in the United States like and, and you know, there are very small groups of people and there's some some horrific videos coming out from universities where they're saying like Israel, Palestine something something jewish genocide like yeah horrible that's terrible don't say that and obviously don't do that that that's atrocious but what i'm saying is on the, the mainstream narratives here when we come to talking and discussing about the the people with larger platforms who are saying we're pro-israel we're pro this like you'll listen to this clip by dennis prager where he essentially says that the death of civilians that are caused by israel is the fault of palestine not the fault of Israel for, I don't know, bombing innocent civilians and children. No, 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 no. It's the fault of the Palestinians and Hamas. Not our fault for bombing you. It's their fault for starting shit with us. So we had to bomb your children. Like, what kind of response is that? Right? Like, oh, we're justified in doing this because of what you did to us. We get to do whatever we want. No, that's the act of a terrorist. Right? Like, and, and here's literally the White House saying that there's going to be civilian bloodshed and the United States 
government is okay with that, even if it's children. Here we go. Watch this shit, because this should infuriate you. This is war. It is combat. It is bloody. It is ugly. And it's going to be messy. And innocent civilians are going to be hurt going forward. I wish I could tell you something different. I wish that that wasn't going to happen. Uh, but it is, it is going to happen. And uh, that doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it uh, dismissible. It, it doesn't mean that we aren't going to still express concerns about that and, and do everything we can to help the Israelis do everything they can to minimize it. Uh, but uh, but that's, that's unfortunately the, the nature of conflict. This is war. It is combat. So essentially what the United States government just said is they are perfectly okay with Israel conducting attacks on civilians and having collateral damage. And, you know, we'll look into it a little bit, but we don't, we know war is messy and they're going to kill civilians and we're perfectly fine with that. And you should be too. You know what killing innocent civilians is? It's an act of terrorism. So the United States government just condones terrorism when it's on their side of things. Right. And again, I don't agree with Hamas conducting active terrorisms either. Terrorism either. They're all horrible. And everything that both sides is doing is bad. Right. But only one side claims to be having the moral high ground here of being a large, uh, agreed upon nation state that is getting funding from our tax dollars. So, yeah, I wouldn't choose to send money to Hamas either. But the United States government literally just looked you in the eye and said that it's okay if Israel kills civilians. Because guess what? That's war. Hmm. Is it? Because to me, that sounds like acts of terrorism. And they're not the only one, right? The government is not the only one doing this. You're seeing large conservative influencers, Ben Shapiro and Dennis Prager's out there saying that yeah, it's okay. It's okay. And it's definitely not the fault of Israel if there is deaths to children, right? And here, let's watch this clip here and, and see just exactly what Dennis Prager says, because it's just as wild as that statement. Because it means confronting evil and people don't want to. I'm going to start it from the beginning for you here in just a second, because yeah, this is absolutely just as crazy. And you'll see the same fucking four clips about the the, the conflict is like there's the guy getting pulled out the, the car. There's the girl getting pulled away. There's like two or three, two or three clips, maybe. But here we go. Let's let's hear it is every Japanese who died in the nuclear bombs, every single one, their blood was on the hands of the Japanese regime, including the emperor. Had they not attacked the uh, Pearl Harbor, had they not attacked Korea and China and the Philippines and other countries, there would never have been one bomb dropped on Japan or on Germany. The West didn't have to be told that German children are as precious as American or British children. German children who died, died because of Hitler and the Nazis, not because of the West. Moral clarity is everything. But people don't want to have moral clarity because it means confronting evil and people don't want to do that. It's too painful or scary. Same here in, in the Middle East now. Every, every Palestinian child killed, the blood is on the hands of Hamas and Hezbollah. Had they not done what they did, there would never be a war. 
Did you hear that shit? That's so crazy. That's such a wild statement to say that the 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 blood of those children in Japan that were incinerated by atomic bombs by the United States is the fault of the Japanese. Like, imagine you come get in a fist fight with me, and, and I'll just keep using this because I think it's good. It's, it, you got to realize, you know, we're at war, right? Whatever. We're, we're in a fight. If I get in a fight with guy in a guy at school and he punches me in the face and I get into a fist fight with him and then all of a sudden the next day I go and kill his family, I could point to him and go, oh, well, you shouldn't start shit. It's like, sure, but maybe don't go kill somebody's family or or obliterate entire cities with atomic bombs that nobody has ever used since because of the mass destruction where there's shadows incinerated onto the ground where people used to stand. And you have him sitting here saying, well, don't start shit. Don't won't won't don't start nothing. Won't be nothing like, okay. But also, when you're bound by the Geneva Convention and, and you follow the, the, the rules of engagement that allow you to become a, a agreed-upon nation-state by all the other countries, right? Hamas is not in that group. They are actively considered a terrorist group. So, yeah, they're not bound by the Geneva Convention. They're not bound by the rules of engagement. They're, 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 there's no rules that they have to abide by because there's no large judicial system that they have to adhere to the laws of. But Israel does have to do that. And guess what? It was wrong of the United States to drop a bomb because there's also questions around Pearl Harbor and if we let that happen. Right. There was all there's tons of skepticism about if whether or not the United States had intel on Pearl Harbor happening or whether it should have happened to begin with or who like and why and when. And like there's a lot of questions around Pearl Harbor. So then to say, well, don't start shit, won't be shit. We're going to drop a fucking nuke on you if you kill some of our military personnel. It's like, yes, absolutely. Don't kill American military personnel. But if you kill 500 people, does that warrant a response of killing 500,000 people simultaneously? And majority, 90%, 95%, 100%. And obviously, Pearl Harbor was enacted on a military base. Pearl Harbor was a military base. Hiroshima, Nagasaki were not military cities. You don't just get to go bomb and level entire civilizations because somebody hit your military base. You go hit back on their military bases, right? That's not moral clarity. That that's that's like moral confuscation of of of. I don't even know what to call it. It's just gross. That's just a, such a gross statement. And then you have the United States government parroting that idea. Like, yeah, it's going to be bloody and Israel is going to kill a ton of civilians and children, but yeah, that's war. Like, n no, not supposed to be. Right. And then and then you have them basically trying to propagandize this war from our front and again, beat the war drum to allow us to, to get in this engagement, which 
whether you want them to or not, we're going to, right? You had Joe Biden essentially give a 15-minute Raytheon commercial, right? Who knew that they could last that long trying to convince you and I that this is the right thing to do to go to war just two to three days before they get drone striked where nobody gets hurt. And like, how easy would that be? Like, you want to talk about false flags. How easy would it be for them to sit a hundred fucking yards away with some remote control somewhere and explode something not even close to civilian or to, to people who are actually going to die on the military base and then all of a sudden go conduct airstrikes as a response like that's the literally the easiest false flag you've ever heard of in your life so like why should we now believe that we should go f drop bombs if not a single family can point to one of their family members dying as a result of these drone strikes <coughs> excuse me But now we're immediately justified in entering this engagement in the Middle East. Hmm. Terrifying. Right? Terrifying. And you saw Ben Shapiro puppeting the same exact narrative that like, oh, it's okay to kill innocent civilians as long as they're not the people that I support. Right? You're a terrorist organization if you do that to my people or people that are on my side. But if we do that to you back, that's called moral clarity. Like, no, it's not. All right, let's see if we can move on here. Um, there is, a, oh, and by the way, let's go back to that statement of like, and we're not going to let them get away with trying to deny this. It's like, oh, so you're just not even going to the negotiations the table and saying, hey, did you bomb us? And they go, no, we absolutely did not do that. Oh, okay, well, we're going to bomb your people anyways. Like, we're absolutely not going to let them get away with denying it, like, Okay, show us your evidence. Like, why do we believe that that was from these people? How do we know, right? How do we know any of this? Like, if there's 21 people who had minor scuffs and one guy who died from his COVID vaccine, like, why should we as the Americans be immediately calling for a military engagement? It just doesn't add up to me. Especially when you see this level of propaganda, right? Like, to me, it's like, if everybody in the news media, everybody that's a celebrity, everybody that's that's even Joe Biden, the military industrial complex, all of them are all all singing the same tune as you calling for support to Israel. Maybe you should start questioning your position if you're finding yourself on the side of the military industrial complex, Joe Biden and CNN. I'm just saying, maybe look into it a little bit further. Right now, I'm not the end all be all narrative on this. My point is that everybody's wrong. There's no reason that we should be going into this military conflict. There's no reason we should be funding Israel. There's no reason we should be funding Ukraine. There's no reason that we should be finding ourselves in these proxy wars, which is eventually going to lead to us because it's not a proxy war eventually, right? That's what you're going to find because when, when Iran funds a military organization that bombs or, or does a drone strike against the United States, all of a sudden, it's it's calls for war against Iran. But when we fund Ukraine and Ukraine goes and bombs and kills Russia, it has absolutely nothing to do with the United States. It's like you can't you, you how, how do you justify that position? Right. And I, there's like really interesting clarity of statement there talking about clarity like you as the United States, you cannot tell me that there is any difference between Iran funding a military militia that ends up drone striking the United States. That's not any different than the United States funding Ukraine to go bomb Russia. Right? 
Same thing. Same exact situation, yet you hold the moral high ground and call for the bloodshed of innocent civilians against against Palestine, or or you immediately get to bomb somebody back as a result, like and then wag your finger at Iran, saying you better not do anything back to us or we'll absolutely retaliate. Like it's the hypocrisy is just astounding. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star review. I appreciate you. I love you. Have a great day, and I'll see you soon. Adam's Archive.